थैंक यू बुलबुल आई होप यू गैस कैन हियर मी दोपू कैन यू हियर मी ओके वेल वेरी गुड सो एज रंजित मैंशन वी आर द सीरीज कॉल्ड टीचर्स टू प्रे टूडे वी आर गोइंग टू लुक एट द फिफ्थ सेक्शन विच इज गिवर्स दिस डे आर डेली ब्रेड before we look into god's word uh, allow me to say a quick word of prayer father as we look into your word this morning pray that you would take away all our distractions help us to focus give us a uh, heart to hear and also ears that are attentive to lord so as we come and as we uh, understand your word enable us uh, to grasp uh, the biblical truths that would radically change the way we live and depend on you lord so this morning uh, we seek you and uh, come and speak to us uh, we are listening in jesus name amen okay so the we all know by heart uh, the lord's prayer since childhood i've been saying it and many of us uh, know it by heart before even we go to school some of us know this uh, uh, by heart right but as i was preparing uh, to teach this i was uh, meditating on it and it really convicted me because i've been saying it the saying this prayer all my life but i really never meant it okay this means nothing to me honestly and i'll tell you why as we go along okay but because honestly i never asked the lord for my daily bread okay every morning i get up and go to my refrigerator pick what i want and i take my bread and i eat i don't ask the lord lord give me today my daily bread okay i look at my bank balance and i i i know that i can survive for a month or so so i don't ask god lord uh, help me get my monthly bread uh, my my Uh, security in my bank account uh, is taken care of so i don't ask lord uh, lord give me my monthly portion even i look at my relationships uh, and all the friends i have and all the family i have and i don't ask the lord the lord give me today my social and uh, emotional needs i don't ask the lord like that so in any many ways uh, this prayer meant nothing to me all these years unless until absolutely there is a need for it I do not ask the Lord give me today my daily portion, give me meet my daily needs. I never ask the Lord like that. And also, if you see at the core of this prayer, this prayer, if you ask me, it's very demeaning, isn't it? Let me say, I mean, let me explain what I mean. My children, Zora and Ira, they never come to me and ask, Father, give me my daily bread. They don't ask. They they also get up and go to the fridge and they take their what they want, they eat. In fact, if uh, their favorite uh, breakfast chocos is not there. they complain that are very chocos why are you not getting them you better next time go out get them i need them so that's how the father son relationship works and here the, the contrary to that kind of relationship the lord is teaching come to me and ask for your daily needs so for me it's a very, very, i mean in a sense this prayer could be very demeaning it in a way put, uh, it makes us humiliating isn't it we are seeking someone constantly on a daily basis it's a humiliating and also it, it portrays us as, as though we are helpless that we are asking someone give us this day our daily bread and also it's a, it's a, in a way like if you if you get pictorial guy we are a visual guy it's all in a way putting our hands uh, towards someone and seeking give me okay it, it's a, it making us uh, stretch our hands and uh, and accepting our defeat even though i am the one who is slogging and providing bread for my family so this prayer can be very demeaning for some of us why the lord is teaching us to pray like this so in a sense this prayer can be a just a religious uh, uh, rhetoric without meaning anything or this could be very demeaning unless we understand who we are and unless we are aware 
of God, who God is. If you do not know about these two things, this prayer means nothing to us. So this morning, uh, uh, God taught us uh, to pray like this, perhaps for four reasons. There could be many more reasons, but uh, for this morning, uh, let's meditate on four reasons why the Lord taught us to pray like this. I think uh, the four I would suggest like this. The first one, we forget God's deliverance in the past. We forget God's deliverance in the past. Secondly, we doubt, God, we doubt God's ability to provide for our needs today. We doubt God's ability to provide our needs today. Thirdly, we question God's good intentions for our future. We question God's good intentions for our future. And lastly, we take matters into our own hands, replacing God. We take matters into our own hands, replacing God. So as I would suggest these are the four reasons why God taught us to pray like this. Okay, let's go one by one. We forget God's deliverance in the past. Okay, we all, uh, if you, I don't know about you, but at least I, su- I suffer from a disease called short-term memory. I, I think if you are honest, we all uh, suffer with this disease, short-term memory. And in simple words, we forget. Okay, but uh, again, if you are honest, uh, we don't forget everything. Okay, uh, we forget all the good things, good things that are done to us. But we do not forget all the disappointments, all the heartbreaks, all the times the Lord did not answer our prayers. We will never forget that. It's like, a, you know, in a computer there is a temp file. As soon as you are using an application, the temp file exists. As soon as you close the application, the temp file disappears. Okay. All our blessings, we treat them as temp files. But all our disappointments, we save them in the hard disk. Not only save in the hard disk, but also we take a backup in the external hard disk to keep them as a memorial. Oh, these are my disappointments. So in a sense, we we forget certain things. We have a selective memory loss in a sense. Okay. So let's this morning take Israel as an example. Okay. If I take you and me, I will be offending uh, all of us. So let's take a third party, Israel. They they are the uh, uh, easy lot to blame. Okay. So this morning, I would take Israel as an example to show your heart and my heart. Okay. So if you are brave enough, replace Israel with you or with me. Okay. I would do that. So. When we come to the narrative in Exodus 16, basically they are already delivered. If you just look back few chapters, they were under slavery in Egypt. For hundreds and hundreds of years, they were subjected to brutality, ruthlessness. They worked their backs off, in a sense. And they cry to the Lord, Lord, come and deliver us. And God responds to their cries and he sends Moses as a deliverer. And through Moses, God did amazing miracles, which never heard of. With a mighty hand, outstretched arm, God brings them out of Egypt. Okay. They, they got deliverance. They got freedom. God delivered them. And then as soon as they heading towards the promised land, Pharaoh, God hardens Pharaoh's heart. God, Pharaoh starts chasing Israel from the back. And then Israel is heading towards the promised land. The, the first obstacle they see is the Red Sea. They are right in front of them. Red Sea in the front and Pharaoh at the back with the hundreds of military men chasing how do they respond? They respond in fear. They, resp- they already forgot what all God did. They respond in fear. And the God again delivers them by parting the Red Sea. And they walk through the dry land. And they cross the Red Sea and the enemy was destroyed. And now they are heading towards the promised land. Three days into the journey. You know what happens? Three days. Just the three days back they walked from the Red Sea. Three days there is no water. That waters of Mara, there is a bitter water there. For them, there is no potable water. 
So they complain, where is the water Moses? Where is the water God? They forgot already God's deliverance twice. In fact, if you see the chapter 15, they sing a song, you are my strength, you are my savior, I will sing of your glory forever. Just three days back, they, they sang that song. Now they forgot. So they are asking, where is water? And then God amazingly provides water for them. Again, now if we come to chapter 16, chapter 16, so far, if they would have learned something, they would have understood what kind of God is leading them, what kind of God is delivering them, what he is able to do for them. They forgot all that. Now two months into the journey, there is no food. There is no meat for them to eat. They complain again. They complain again. Verse 2 onwards in the scripture this morning, if you see, verse 3, Would that we died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to full, for you have brought us out to this wilderness to kill, a, kill this whole assembly with hunger. Man, they forgot. They forgot and they are complaining to God. And again God delivers them in an amazing way, which is never heard of. He rains bread from heaven. Every day he would faithfully provide bread for them. Day after day they should go and pick whatever they want, how much ever they want and he would provide bread for them rest of their journey till they reach the promised land till they reach the promised land in verse 33 if we come as a reminder because we have this disease of forgetfulness god says put a manna in the jar as a memorial as a remembrance for these people to know that i am the one who would sustain i am the one who would provide a daily bread for them as a memorial preserve this moses in a jar in fact you know they put this jar in the tabernacle when they build the tabernacle that God is the one who sustains but uh, as I said it's easy to blame Israel they forget they're mindless people but we can replace Israel with you and me you know what God delivered you and me from our slavery of sin and death with a, with a, with a mighty work through Jesus he saved us and now we are heading towards our promised land the promised land is we are getting close to the promised land each time, each passing day. We are heading on that journey now. Now in the wilderness experience in this world today, you and I face uh, certain challenges, difficulties, trials and sorrows and sufferings. I think are we like Israel forgetting all God's faithfulness in the past and start complaining? Uh, are we acknowledging the fact that God is faithful? The way we respond to our trials and temptations in a way reveals whether we really mean Lord, our Father in Heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. The uncertainty could be our daily bread. Are we asking, Lord, I am okay with this uncertainty because you have delivered me in the past, you would deliver me today and you would deliver, deliver me in the future. What is our response? You know, this week, Ranjit and I were talking about a new city. Okay, we're just sitting and contemplating uh, what all happened. You know, we, we were in uh, like a past phase, right? We started two services. Our God is bringing an amazing team who is excited to serve. And we have all the people to serve. And our city groups are flourishing. Gopu was planning uh, to expand the city groups. Okay, uh, we are heading in a, in a fast lane, right? But suddenly a speed breaker. Suddenly uncertainty, suddenly uh, uh, hopelessness. 
and on top of that every week we hear so many people leaving new delhi and also new city because they're going back their homes so week after week we hear this and immediately ranjit and i remembered you know what all this we haven't done it god brought this community today he is giving only handful of people in the future he would again bring them back we look at god's faithfulness in the past and we remember that he is able more than able so the important thing is when we pray this prayer give us this day our daily bread it's a beautiful reminder that god cares for our needs god cares for our needs when we come to matthew 6 god in an amazing way teaches us you know what bird of the birds of the air they don't preserve food for the next day but i sustain them they don't sow they don't just uh, reap but i provide food for them on a daily basis lily of the valley is meant nothing for you guys but i clothe the valleys with the lilies with beauty and glory i do it which are there for today and tomorrow they are gone but i know all of your needs i know you need clothing i know you need uh, food i know all your emotional physical and social needs i know i care for you before even you ask as a good father i know all your needs don't worry about today or tomorrow i got your back yesterday i got your back today and i get your back all the days of your life do not forget what kind of god i am that's what the lord is teaching give us today our daily bread so this prayer is a beautiful reminder that our god cares no small need of ours is insignificant for them for him sorry no big need of ours is uh, god is is not powerful enough to solve our need meet this prayer is a beautiful reminder of god's faithfulness in the past today and forever let's move on second we doubt god's ability to provide our daily needs we we doubt god's ability to provide our daily needs when we forget god's deliverance in the past the immediate natural reaction is we start doubting god will you be able to really provide my daily needs let me save up because i don't think you are able to provide what i need today and tomorrow so we start preserving how we start doubting start doubting god's ability to provide today okay we'll come to the narrative here in exodus but before that in uh, in, in our city group uh, we are reading mark and it came to me very powerfully the way we studied uh, mark 6 and 8 if you are not part of any city groups these are the places you really learn i encourage you to join so this is this is the learning we all group got uh, uh through mark study when we came to mark 6 basically jesus was teaching uh, in a wilderness or are in a desolate place there is no no way they can get a food and they are there for some few, maybe perhaps few days and people are hungry now and it's a evening time and the lord in amazing way asks his disciples give them some food and the disciples respond respond saying are you out of your mind we need at least a years wages to buy food for these guys and on top of that all the supermarkets already closed where can we get food for these guys and the lord takes five fish sorry five bread loaves and two fish and you know what he does he looks to the father in heaven and he prays and he blesses him that he is able to provide and he multiplies the food and feeds thousands of people 5000 men without counting children and women he feeds all those people and 12 baskets were left after all were satisfied okay 
but the story they, does not end there the beauty of the story comes in chapter 8 again they are in wilderness but geographically at a different place this time 4000 men were there and they say again all the circumstances are similar and again in amazing way god asks his disciples guys provide them some food again how they should have responded lord you know what few days back uh, you provided those uh, 5000 men with just five loaves and two fish you pray to the father in heaven if you pray he will provide and these people can be fed no the disciples did not respond that way they say how can we get food for these guys just few months back they saw an amazing ability of god to provide supernaturally and they already they forgot but they are doubting jesus you did it in the past i don't think you can do it for today so we doubt and jesus again provides food for 4000 they are all satisfied we question god's ability to provide for our needs today perhaps that's the reason why god is asking us to pray this prayer as a memorial the lord's prayer is a memorial for us to remember his goodness in the past and his ability to provide our future our needs today now come to the narrative here this narrative when we read read from us four onwards uh, basically the lord says in four onwards you know what these people are grumbling they are questioning my ability i show my ability for 40 years to these these guys by providing bread just for the day they need look at the lesson god is teaching them 40 years they see the ability of god to provide on a daily basis that's a lifetime day after day every morning they go out and pick the bread rain from heaven and you know to protest them whether they really learning this lesson god says you know what you need to consume whatever you are gathering today do not preserve anything for tomorrow he says and in verse 20 uh, we we when we come we see some did doubt god's ability they preserved their food for the next day you know what happens the baby the food they saved it becomes to it starts stinking and also breeds worms but the same food god says on the 6th day you gather for 2 days because 7th day is the rest day and that means they are preserving the days the bread more than a day then what happens come to the verse 24 it says it did not stink nor there were worms in it what is god teaching them you know what i got it i provide your daily needs you don't know my ability you don't know my power i am the one who will sustain you not this bread that's a wonderful lesson he is teaching them through all of them to all of them we forget we doubt we forget we doubt again uh, this uh, lockdown really exposed my deep fears in many ways in early march i sensed that we are going to go into lockdown okay i panicked I, I was afraid. Then immediately uh, talked to Christy. I said, "You make an essential list that we need for at least a month, and you start order and keep all the things we need, okay. so that we do not go hungry, we do not starve." In fact, my insecurity not only is with me, but I also call few of my friends and uh, which whom I love, and uh, I ask them to do the same. Even when my friends started sending me some text message, and I, I questioned, "Do you think I am afraid? Do you think I am fearful?" but deep inside i was doubting god what if there will not be food tomorrow to eat 
what if my family goes starving what if again i am not saying we should not be acting smartly and wisely but the root i am talking about in deep inside my heart i am questioning the ability of god to provide my daily needs lord i think i need to take care don't get me wrong we need to say we need to be smart but what is the motive behind it that is driving us to act in a certain way that is acting as to us there is israel was provided daily bread on a daily basis for 40 years in the wilderness when we look at our lives back all these years i am 41 each and every need 40 sorry each and every need i in my life god has provided he came through he never disappointed in his time he provided but he did provide our god is more than able to provide all we need this prayer is a beautiful reminder that god is able god is able a reminder not to go doubt god's ability and his power to provide our daily needs he is enthroned he is worshiped he is exalted his storerooms are full of all we need he is more than able this this prayer is a reminder so god is teaching us when we pray we are acknowledging his ability we are not doubting thirdly we so we forget god's deliverance in the past we doubt god's uh, ability to provide our needs today and thirdly we question god's good intentions for our future we question god's good intentions for our future i think uh, what i'm going to share most of the parents can relate to okay my children often ask for many things okay every day they want something every day amazon is spoiling them they come on show something on amazon and they ask i need this sometimes we get them and as soon as we buy them something they they are like dada you are the best dada and mama and we love you and they kiss us and they give us hugs and what not and and then uh, man they they are they 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 celebrating okay but uh, zora nowadays she was uh, sorry sirat i'm taking your name i can see you hiding but uh, zora nowadays wants a mobile okay she comes and asks dada i need a mobile obviously i know what that uh, the, that uh, device can do to her it can destroy her so obviously i am not giving her the mobile okay i know when to give when is when is the right time to give her the mobile but for her her immediate daily need today is having mobile you know what my cousin has a mobile why are you not giving they pay his parents are much more loving and kinder you are mean people you don't love us you don't uh, Uh, give us anything we want here us because her sister also singing the chorus along with her elder sister okay so they blame and the children went out their frustration without any filter but i as a loving father know when exactly i should give them what they need so but look at the way they question us you don't love us you are a mean parent you are not kind if you think children are like that here in this portion we see israelites were exactly like that Pharaoh was chasing them, and they see Red Sea in front of them. They immediately question, "Do you bring us here because there are not enough graves in Israel, uh, in Egypt, to bury us in this wilderness?" That's a pretty strong language, just like kids. And there's no water. Moses, God, you brought us here to kill us in this wilderness without water. And now here in the verse chapter 
we see hey, we, you we had everything you need meat pots that's a lie they were slaves okay god you would have killed us in israel in egypt why did you bring us to this wilderness to kill the whole assembly look at the questions they are raising but what was god's plans for them he is taking them to a promised land which will flow with honey and milk in a sense they would lack nothing he would take care all the days of their lives he would be their provider they would be having they would have everything they need god would ensure that's a future plan more than all this god would give them the rest they need from the slavery they are experiencing but the promised land was not tangible for them what is tangible for them was meat pots in egypt slavery so they questioning god god i don't trust you you have no good plans no good intentions for us no good intentions for us again we are no different from israel think about the times you and i question god why corona lot why this suffering why this lockdown why do i have to wait years and years of uh, before i find someone before i find a job before i find a dream come true why lord are you a good father we question god's plans for us future plans for us i don't think he got my back i don't trust you i don't trust you but again this prayer is a beautiful reminder that israel did enter the promised land they became nation in that promised land even today you see the nation israel not like they can be arguments but a nation israel still exists today god sustained them even today god got your back future and our, our my future maybe today you for whatever we need that give us fulfillment that give us satisfaction but god knows from eternity to eternity he knows if he gives you exactly what you are asking today it might ruin your your future so god is saying i am no child i am not giving you in the right time i would give you can you trust me with your future can you have confidence about my future plans for you look at israel look at your even your own past so this prayer is a beautiful reminder again for us that god got our future he not only provide for us today but he would provide till we see him face to face he would lead us and guide us okay lastly that brings us to our fourth point if we forget god's deliverance in the past if we doubt god's ability to provide our needs for today if we doubt if we question god's intentions good intentions for us for the future you know what natural progression is you and i take matters into our own hearts replacing god replacing god again uh, this morning we haven't read it in the portion for us but if you turn to numbers 14 let me again as this morning we have taken israel as a case study so let's let let's put the blame on them and look at uh, how they reacted uh, numbers 14 so numbers 14 basically what happens moses sends spies twelve spies chosen from twelve tribes to go into the promised land scout and see what kind of land the lord is giving to us the twelve spies go there check and they come back 10 of them give very bad report saying there are giants living in that land there are fortified cities we cannot conquer we cannot have this promised land that's what 10 people say but two people say no the land god is giving the future god is 
having for us is great let's go and take it but people believe 10 people and you know what they all take matters into their own hands they say forget about the lord and his future plans okay let's choose a leader now and go back to egypt where it's better to be slaves so what they are doing god you are not able you are not capable you are not powerful enough you are not you are not a good deliverer let me be my own deliverer let me be my own savior let me be my own provider let me be my own protector i am heading back at least in egypt i feel even though it's a sense of false sense of security i feel secure i feel as though i am in control even though they are going back to slavery and sin again same story that's israel's and the same thing repeating again and again in the nation israel's history that's what we see when we read the old testament but again when we come and see ourselves we are exactly the same you know in 2006 uh, uh, I, we got married christian and i and uh, when we were planning to uh, get married so uh, i just started my career probably i mean it's 3 years it's not uh, uh, but i was not earning that much honestly yeah, i can't afford much in delhi so i thought to myself okay i need a better job which which, which can pay me better so i immediately applied for a job in bangalore and i gave an interview and uh, yeah the things are going on then i i, I disclosed my plans to one of the mentors at that time in the church and he ta- he asked me basically rajesh why why what is the real reason you want uh, to move away from delhi i said i need more money then he asked me do you think if you stay in delhi and if you get married god will not be able to provide for your needs why are you taking matters into your own hands that is the last time i ever applied for a job i stayed in delhi i stayed in delhi and i surrendered to god and today we lack nothing even the car i drive is given by god that's not my own car you people think i'm driving a fancy car but it's, i don't have a car often we take things into our own hands thinking god is not able god cannot deliver god cannot come through man we are committing grave sin by taking matters into our own hearts own hands even now we we men all the men can uh, i think uh, today's uh, world we need to be careful women also breadwinners so let me put it in general all the breadwinners think that we are the ones who are providing for our families the sense of arrogance and pride and boasting comes when we get our salaries when we get our food on our tables and in matthew and and in luke we read uh, are you so boastful are you so proudful do you know man what will happen tomorrow what can come uh, what is your future for tomorrow maybe you leave your office taking that salary have you have any guarantee that you would reach your family back home do you think you all figured out do you think you are the one who is providing you the f- uh, food for your family man we need to be all the breadwinners we need to be very careful if you think we are the ones who are taking matters into our own hands and providing for our families is the lord who is using us to provide food on our tables this prayer is a reminder that he is the one who is providing not us if we forget that if we take matters into our own hands basically the prayer we would be praying is like this rajesh gogu hallowed be your name may your treasures increase here may your dominion increase here may your dominion increase here may your will be done in your life 
May the Lord dance to your tunes. That's a prayer, our prayer. Even though we are praying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. So this prayer is a wonderful memorial for all of us to remember who we are. We are mere mortals. We are mere created beings. We are temporary creatures. We are there here today and we disappear tomorrow. This prayer is a reminder of that. Now also this prayer is a reminder of who God is. He is eternal. He is the creator. He is the one who provides. This prayer. And also this prayer is a reminder that we, we cannot depend on ourselves, but for every need of us, may, may it be bread or anything else, we need to depend on God. This prayer is a memorial for all of us. This prayer is a memorial. We forget God's deliverance in the past. We doubt God's ability to provide for our future needs, our needs today. We question God's good intentions for our future, and we take matters into our own hands by replacing God. And let me conclude. But how can we live like this? Who can live like this? Who can live like this? Let me give you a quick uh, uh, story uh, this week. I, re- I heard from Asis Prowl, and I think it's a powerful story. And then I'll uh, conclude. So in 1950s, when the Korean War, South Korean War ended, the, any war leaves lots of orphans, fatherless. So the, lots of children in South Korea were in the streets. They were hungry. They were, they were scraping uh, garbage back cans for food. And uh, there were so many fatherless. So, the many, so many missionaries went to Korea to help these uh, fatherless and to provide food for them. And so they did provide uh, food for all these orphans. In one of the orphanages, Arsene Sproul says, even though they have taken care of their children's needs, every night the child, children would be restless. They would not sleep. They were anxious. They were fearful. They would not sleep. They took long time for them to figure out why these guys are so anxious, so fearful, so worrisome. And they realized. And then they did an amazing thing. Every night before the child goes to bed, they would put a piece of bread in the child's hand. Not to eat that night, but hold on to. When they get up, they can eat. That's their comfort. That's their security for the future. That's their hope that tomorrow I am taken care of. So they slept peacefully, holding on to that bread. So, we are, you and I, some degree or other, experience the same thing. We are anxious, we are worried, we are worrying all the time. We, what is the comfort for us? What can we hold on to, knowing that tomorrow is taken care of? The answer the Bible gives to you and me is Jesus. In Matthew 6, Jesus, uh, in a way, beautifully says, I am the bread of life. Amongst all the pictures he can use, he uses bread. I am the bread of life which came from heaven down for you to eat. If you eat the bread, which is me, then you will live for eternity. So, the Bible is telling us in a way that when you come and pray this prayer, you are holding on to Jesus, knowing that you are taken care of. Jesus came down as a bread from heaven who would sustain us not for 40 years, rest of our lives and even for eternity. Even for eternity. In the, in the wilderness, when Jesus was baptized and, when he, when he, and then he was led into wilderness to pray, fast and pray for 40 days. And when he was praying, the scriptures tell us that he was tempted. By the, by the devil himself, he was tempted in every way 
and one of the temptations that was thrown at Jesus was to make these stones into bread and eat feed yourself why are you starving why are you fasting and the Lord in amazing way Jesus in his humanity he says this let's all get this straight he says his humanity you know what the bread I can make that bread and eat but that bread I eat would sustain me for just this day Maybe I can have all the bread in my life and I can feed how much ever I want. But you know what? My father says, next moment you die, Jesus, I will die. This bread would not sustain me. But if my father in heaven, if he says, you live, Jesus, I will live. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You and I think the bread would sustain us. You and I need to radically change here. It's not the bread we eat that sustains us. It's the Lord who sustains us. He is more than able, even if we don't eat, He is more than able to sustain us for eternity. So Jesus, His humanity showed us how to depend on God. And the Lord, He he waited on God's deliverance. He waited on God's deliverance. Okay. Secondly, we also see Jesus in His humanity, He provided for 4,000 and 5,000 the bread in His humanity. He was 100% deity, but in his, in his 100% human nature, he provided food for you, for those pe- those many people. How did he provide? Again, he is 100% divine, divine as well. That means he, he wouldn't have looked up to heaven and called for bread. He, wouldn't have, he would have just said, let there be bread. The bread would have existed right and then. He is a divine being, but he looks to the heaven for the daily needs of people. And he says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thine. Name. Your kingdom come here today. You will be done. If it's your will, give bread to these people. And God in an amazing way provides food for thousands of people through Jesus. Jesus in his humanity provided the bread you and I need. And he assures us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I got your back. I will not only give you a physical food and all your needs I will meet, but also spiritual food, spiritual need. And thirdly, last week we learned Jesus did not question the father's good intentions for him for the future. In the garden of Gethsemane, last week we powerfully we heard, you will be done, Lord. I will not question. You have good plans for me and I will surrender to your absolute plan and I will submit to your absolute will. You and I can be like Jesus if we feed on a daily basis on Jesus. And lastly, Jesus did not take matters into his own hands. When he was arrested, even the immediately Peter takes the matters into his own hands and chops off a high priest's ear. Right? But Jesus rebukes his disciple. No, no, no. We are not going to take matters into our own hands. My father got a plan. And I will act according to those plans. I will surrender to his plans. I will not act as per my will. Let his will be done. And he was led like a lamb. And he suffered and he died and he rose again. Jesus did not take matters into his own hands. In his earthly nature, he depended on his father for his daily needs, for the daily needs of people and the future needs of the whole of humanity, which is salvation. Jesus is our daily bread. If we do not feed on Jesus, we would surely die. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, 
you will be your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen